Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm Carrie the Makne. I'm Drama Geek. And I'm T-Meeps. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page. We have a monthly episode released exclusively for our Patreon supporters. And we have a brand new perk for our kimchi VIPs. We now have a Discord server where we're chatting about all the latest dramas and news. So if you want to talk daily with all the fangirls, come join us on Patreon. You can find the link in our show notes. Sisyphus has come to an end and we have opinions, many, many opinions. (laughs) (laughs) When we left our last podcast, Taesul and Sohei were coming out of the dreamy time world where Taesul recovered from an important recovered important memories and our OTP realized how much they mean to each other. They learned more about Sigma and Taesul's history with him, run into people with, from their future past who helped them out, and make the final decision that will end the time paradox once and for all. Or does it? <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. I know. Like I know at least for Jenny and I, we're like on Discord. We can't talk about this because we need to say yeah. it. <laughs> so we have opinions. So many opinions. I'm just proud of myself for remembering the phrase future past instead of trying to say people from the future who are in their past that is their future. <laughs> so thank so you, Action. <laughs> Yes. All right. To start off, what did we think of Sigma's progression as a bad guy from his abusive childhood to his manipulation of events to launch the bomb to the end? And at the end where he's finally seen, parentheses, by (laughs) Sohei's dad. So I was amazed at how good the younger actor was that played Sigma when he was, what, like nine or Mm ten? He was so creepy and you kind of felt bad for him because he was abused by family members and bullied. And so he had a really hard life. But the kid was a psychopath like from the very beginning and he creeped me out. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think we first have to discuss how messed up he was just from being a 10 year old, you know. So before even getting to current day Sigma, if you guys want to split it up like that. So for me, I think he's a good example of one of those situations where maybe, maybe if he wasn't in the family with the parents that he was, maybe, but other than that, no matter what happened to him throughout his life, he was going to be, an evil person. Like he just like after that part of his life from moving forward, whatever the events that came about, whatever happened, like whatever time loop you go through or, or jump out of, or whatever kind of people come into his life and out of his life, he was going to be a bad guy. Like he was just not, he, and and the one element that they never explain is his pictures like he when 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 Taesul is originally introduced to him he was already drawing like crazy pictures of him in the future and all of this stuff that was happening and so I think that that part helped mold his 
break in psychosis of like for the rest of his life, he was just kind of not able to interact in society in a, in a, in a good way. (laughs) So like, I think that as childhood, they were able to show, and I agree with you about the actor, the young actor, he did a really good job of kind of portraying that really out there character. Um, but I, I don't know of any timeline where this guy doesn't end up trying to blow up the world. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of agree. I think, because I was thinking about his visions and at first I thought his visions were predictions of the future. And then I realized maybe instead he was making the future fit his visions Mm -hmm. because he says to, so, Hey, at one point, wasn't it so nice when soul was so quiet? And of course she was like, no, (laughs) but, (laughs) but, and so he had, you know, using, cause he was the first one on the uploader that went back far enough to change the future to fit his visions. Mm -hmm. And so I think he just, he managed to get the resources you know, to get to the point where he could launch the bombs and make everything quiet, as it were. And I think that also, not to jump ahead, but that final scene that shows him, like, obsessing over Taesul, mm-hmm. I think it's just, again, now he doesn't have the resources, so this is where he would end up, is he's still being obsessive and weird, because that's how he's been since he was a kid. But this time, he didn't have the resources to blow up the world. He's just painting creepy pictures in his private time and yeah anyway (laughs) okay i have other opinions on what that last scene means but we'll get get there there. yeah we'll we'll get there i'm just talking about the pictures i think the pictures instead of being predictions of the future were just him and how he wanted the future to be and it just showed how it was a deep dive into his psychosis and just how messed up he was so i i I really like that interpretation because i i can now that you've said that then i can see yes like maybe he And how did his weird, his drawings and what Taesul saw as a kid affect what he tried to do in the future, even though he didn't even remember the kid, how did those, that kind of thing affect that? So him just having weird things that he drew and then moving forward and being able to make those things come true. That makes sense to me. I agree. I also really like how we got so much of his messed up world in the final few episodes. Mm -hmm. He Mm -hmm. wasn't an unfleshed out uh, bad guy. We definitely saw how he went over and over and he created this time loop where he could defeat and destroy and murder anyone he loved about um, over and over again. You know, it wasn't enough for him just to do it once. He truly loved going and taking everything from Taesul over and over again. That's how obsessed he was. Mm -hmm. And so I really liked that aspect of the show we got as well. I agree. And the other thing, um, now that I'm thinking about it, because he does complain at one point to Taesul that no one ever took care of him. Being that pivotal moment when he was running from the police station, he had no shoes on. And he was just cold. And then we see Sohei's dad actually, you know, find him, put a jacket on him, help take care of him. And so in the last little bit, he kind of goes better. But at the same time, it did not change him. Like he was seen and he was taken care of in that moment that he kind of pinpointed as the crux of him being evil. And yet he still remained obsessive and destructive even after he was taken care of. He just, his uh, his legs were kind of cut out from under him. He didn't get the chance to go back and fix things where he could destroy everything. 
yet. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, but I think it's definitely just one of those things where it was just a random excuse. Oh, well, this happened. So, of course, you know, it's all your guys' fault. Right. You know, I think regardless, if he didn't actually end up killing himself, he was eventually going to go after Tasul no matter what. Mm-hmm. Because you could already see it escalating and violence in that direction. So that's just what he stuck with as the pivotal point. But I think there was always going to be a point where he went um, from just being a stalker to doing something about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so are we moving to our yes. next question? Or are we <laughs> just check it? All right. So. To take things kind of off in a different direction, how do we feel about Taesul and Zahe's relationship? Was it swoonworthy? Why or why not? And I have to think back on that. And um, like it was a comfortable relationship. It was one where they definitely had each other's backs at the end there. But also I was realizing as they were looping time with that final confrontation with Sigma, there was no way that that relationship could last. Because if Taesul was able to reset the timeline so that child Sohei could grow up that means that she was what nine mm-hmm. ten mm-hmm. and so he would have to wait a good long time for her to grow up so they could have a relationship and like he's gonna he was already kind of older as it was <laughs> and so or he was just gonna lose her because she you know and her future past self was gonna disappear if the timeline got reset and so basically that was the end of their relationship and I think he actually realized that that there was no way forward so it was definitely a sad kind of love was it swoonworthy? I don't know. It was just sad. I actually thought it was a very satisfying relationship. Um, they definitely were out to save each other. I think they truly were in love and they understood the problems that they were going to be against. I don't mm-hmm. think it was so much Taysul realizing that he couldn't be with her as much as choosing the world over her. Mm. which uh, obviously every other time he never did. Right. And so this time he made a different decision. Um, I think back to where he made the bunker for her and her family. And it was so beautiful. Mm -hmm. That moment where he shows her all the things that he did to keep her and her family safe and where he just came behind her and gave her that back behind hug. It was such a great moment And as well as like, you know, the kisses and I think they had a really great romance and I really enjoyed it. And it was a much more powerful than I was expecting it to be. So I was satisfied and I swooned. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am, I lean more towards K Muse's opinion. I really liked them together. Um, I liked uh, one of my biggest things with relationships isn't always about like the swoon moments, but also about like, what does each person bring to the relationship for each other? And I think that uh, for Tesu, like he, like Sohei coming back, he needed her and he needed what she brought to his life. And I mm-hmm. feel like Sohei, like, I don't know if it was as much the other way around, but I feel like that they complimented each other and brought things to each other's life that even, even if he dies and then that relationship can't continue, I feel like it was beneficial enough to them to 
be kind of swoon worthy in that. Like I really liked the relationship. Now, do I think that he could have saved himself a lot of pain of going over and over and over to choose, Hey, this girl, no matter what I do is going to disappear. (laughs) And if I don't do this, (laughs) she's going to have all her family, like have her family die. I just need to do, make this decision now and not choose myself over my relationship or or that's not even going to be a relationship that'll be possible. Yeah. I do think he could have saved himself a lot (laughs) from the very beginning or she could have saved herself a lot of problems and, and done things a little bit differently. But you know, I did enjoy their relationship on screen. I really liked them together. So, but that, Oh yeah. On screen for sure. That leads Uh, us to the next question, which is one of the big questions that I wanted to make sure was put in here. Um, So what do we think of the chicken or the egg conundrum that the show presents? And so there's a lot of different things that even Camuse was talking about in the how swoon worthy it was that he made her this bunker um, for her to survive. So she had to always have the bunker to survive. And so she would have always had to come back and let him know that she needed the bunker to survive (laughs) so that he could create the time machine that was created because the money was provided by Sigma and pushed him into making the time machine. So my biggest problem with uh, probably the biggest plot hole to me out of all is that there was never an original timeline established. And when you got time travel, you do kind of need that original timeline of how did they begin the time travel to begin with who created the original time machine and how was it created to begin with when Sigma is not coming back in time to help it being created? How does Sohei and her dad survive if the bunker was never created? And how does the notebook end up in her hands if the time machine was never created? So there's, (laughs) there's all of this stuff (laughs) that, you know, it leaves a big hole in my understanding of what the writer was trying to the plot and everything that the writer was trying to create of how did this all happen? If the time machine was not like, I want to know how the original time machine was created. Not that they even had to spend much time in the show per se, but I just feel like that that is just a big, everything happened because people travel back in time for the show. Right. So I I don't like that was, that's why the question had to be put in there because that's how, like, I just felt like it was a big hole. Yeah. Because I was thinking about that and what is the original timeline? Like before Sigma travels back and changes everything, what would the original timeline have been? Because to me, I'm subscribing to the Avengers in-game theory where there's one timeline and then there's the branches off of it. And so these branches, like they can still affect the original Mm -hmm. timeline. And so if it works that way, then Sigma going back and making sure that Tasteful's projects are funded, that kind of eliminates the chicken and egg for me in my mind. So, but he goes back but, to make sure the projects are funded so that he can create the time machine. How was the original yeah. time machine created without him? Because he can't go back in time uh, until the time machine was created. <laughs> So maybe we can just count on Tasel's charisma getting him the funding that he needed. I don't okay. know. <laughs> okay. <sighs> <laughs> I hated this. This it might have been my least favorite time travel story arc ever. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense how like Sigma has so many memories of 
every time that he's restarted everything. I mean, because things slightly change, so there's different deviance through the timeline, but he always wins. And so it bugged me that he never, he seemed to know them all, and there's no way he could really know them all, even without one random dude leaving him a notebook. (laughs) You know, because supposedly the guy who did the what is it, the underground where they kidnapped all the people? The control Bureau? Oh, Asia Mark? No, not the Asia Mark, the Control Birth yeah. Bureau. Oh. Supposedly, he left them a notebook saying everything's on track, blah, 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 right. blah. So, even if he had a couple of those, he's not going to know mentally, like he acted like he knew, oh, this scene happens all the time. I love when this happens. Or, right. hmm, I wonder how I got shot this time. You know, because obviously he has memories of getting shot multiple ways. That never made sense to me. And it also doesn't make sense how occasionally um, the Tesul and the girl would occasionally get blips of the future. That never really made sense to me. Um, Unless their time loops were kind of like if it was layers and they were seeing another time loop. But they didn't set it up. So that yeah, doesn't no, really make sense. Yeah, no, the rules are not set up very well. Yeah, and why so. would Sigma get to keep his memories when no no one else did, unless they did some extreme things? Yeah, because the yeah, bodyguard so. brought back something for Taesul so that he could see the future. Was, and the they crushed didn't even up bones. That. It's the, it was their crushed up bones. So he yeah, was touching them, okay. and it didn't explain why they suddenly got <laughs> memories, or one of them got memories and the other didn't. I was gonna say, I think that whole touch because like Sohei finds herself and uh, supposedly Taesul, I think, bones in together, mm-hmm. and so in that timeline, they died at the same time and they were buried together or whatever. But so she touched yeah. the bones, and then it was that like a break in the time loop because it was the person touching their own self so i think that was the explanation yeah. of taesul touching the uh but it was still really weak. <laughs> the, like, the so cremation weak. bone whatever and it wasn't well done yeah like well, it, it happened for him so right when he needed to be able to remember know what happens in the future like he, he yeah. that, those bones yeah. were pr- provided to him right when he needed it <laughs> so well and the whole story with his brother and where his brother is and his brother time traveling back and hitting the plane. There's like so many little things that I feel are just so randomly thrown in. And I don't feel comfortable with any conclusions. I mean, you can make up ones in your head (laughs) to try to explain it, but it doesn't really. And so I hate this chicken and egg thing because it feels like whatever the characters do, it doesn't matter. So I am not a fan. I have to admit, I'm because I edit in my real life, and one of the things that I give my authors all the time, I say, if you're going to have a setup, you have to have a payoff, and if you're going to have a payoff, you need to have the setup. And I think we are missing the setup. Yeah. Well, and I don't even think we necessarily get the payoff that we want because we never get the, you know, this can change because we know things can change, but it always resets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like we just didn't get a payoff. I think that's how I feel about the whole show. Just we're going to go into what happened at the end, but I feel like they took away the payoff for me. And so I'm upset about that. <laughs> gotcha. 
to continue in your upsetness, what's the next point? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here seething. <laughs> Can Sahay's notebook be explained? No. Better yet, can Sahay learn to take more detailed notes like the real name of Sigma? Oh, my word. Her notebook. So annoying. <laughs> like, if this is something where you know you're going to read it in the future, even if you think you are changing things, then suck it up and like put more details in rather than you can change the future. You're going to get maybe shot this time. You know, there's things that you could say that would definitely help you save the world. And I feel like none of those were on there. So, so. Well, there's the fact that she dropped it. Yeah, but water. it wasn't that far in. She would have at least read it before she, I would say she, she read it. it all the way through before she traveled back in time. Yeah. And true. Yeah. Okay. Um so the last sentence in the your intro was like the real name of Sigma. So like so the, the for such a long time throughout the drama they're like who's Sigma? Who's Sigma? Does anybody know who Sigma is? No, nobody knows who Sigma is. And it's like not only did her um her Maybe her dad in the other timelines never met him. So maybe we'll, we'll forgive that her dad wouldn't have told her, hey, Sigma is this dude named whatever. But she should have. That's like the first thing you put in the notebook. Sigma is whatever the kid, the guy's name is. <laughs> he can be found painting stuff at this address. Go get him because they prove <laughs> that they've been there before. They prove that he's he they've met before that he shot. She shot him before that's happened. He couldn't remember exactly how he was shot this time by her. But in the past loops, she's met him. She knows who he is. And for the like. 12 episodes of the drama she doesn't know who he is so why wouldn't she put in her notebook who he is and so many other details that would have been the reason for the notebook instead of like hey you go protect Taysul and make sure he doesn't die no let's just not protect Taysul let him die and then the time loop won't keep going Anyway, that's my problem right. is Taysul uh, or uh, Sohei needed to take better notes. She needed to learn from Sigma and take some better notes. That That's my... Or not take or notes. <laughs> Just die. Just die. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, in, in those loops, she didn't get her formal education, so she didn't learn the importance of notes, <laughs> and therefore, <laughs> that's why she didn't take detailed ones. But she's supposed to save the world, but she can't take a note. Well... Maybe well, I mean, she's smart enough to outwit tons of people, but she can't take a note. <laughs> Is she really that smart, though? I'm starting I think to wonder. she's pretty smart. I think she, I, I do think that they presented her as a smart character when she needed to be smart. And that, that yeah. kind of character yeah. bugs me when the writer makes the character smart when they need to be smart. So. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Okay, now I'm seeing all the holes and I'm going to have to go back and change my rating. Thanks a lot, y'all. It's okay. Okay, moving on. <laughs> all right. Did we like how the drama handled time travel? Was it showy and confusing or was it as logical as time travel could be? And I wrote this question, but I definitely land on the showing and confusing side. Because even if I had to put this much thought into it afterwards to understand it, then it was not well written. And I'm, I kind of see it as, again, kind of the Avengers in game where there is the one timeline, you've got the branches going off, but they affect the timeline. And so it's like 
like Sigma always having to confront Tay Soul, like that's still going to affect the timeline even after everything's reset. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't because it's time <laughs> travel. Never mind. <laughs> but they never set up that that's what's happening. I They leave so much to the viewer's interpretation. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think that doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, because they're expecting the viewers to be smart, but there's there's a line there. You still have well, to Well, they don't give us anything. Yeah, like, if exactly. they said, okay, this is how it works. Or even if they have, you know, her explaining how it works from her notebook or whatever, but they never do that even. Mm-hmm. And so you don't know if time can change. And then they bring it up in, like, episode 12 or 13 where they finally change something. Mm-hmm. But then, again, Sigma comes in, and it's all like, oh, well, small things change, but the same things happen. We always get to the same point. Right. You know? I don't know. I didn't like it. But so I'm not... I don't know if it's any more confusing than other time travels. I just didn't think it was very well done. Yeah. So I can... Well, go, ahead. go ahead. Well, and it goes back to our original point. It, without the setup, this just, it doesn't pay off for us. Yeah. So. Well, I think that, so you've got a couple of different things. You've got the Sisyphus uh, storyline of the myth and all of that. So I, you know, I feel like the way they set it up of that Tesul was just constantly trying over and over and over and over again to change things and make it different, but it's not. So that setup at least worked for the show because they made it to where he really they never really changed that much to begin with and every time they changed a little bit it all just kind of ended up coming back to the same thing so he kept pushing the rock up and then falling back down to the end of the hill you know and so and I so I do think that Mm -hmm. as far as that goes using time travel and using it they did manage to convey that and set that up so I will give them that <laughs> give them that, but I do think that it's st- still the, the time travel and everything was just pretty illogical, and there's a bunch of holes in it. So, yeah. All right. So, Tay Sewell's final decision to take himself out of the equation and quit being Sisyphus was it necessary? And I'm assuming if you've listened, if you've, you're listening to the podcast, you finished the this, the episodes, and you know that he killed himself to to end the cycle and to take himself out of the equation so he can't make the um the <clears throat> he can't make the the time machine. He can't do all of that. I think it was necessary. For the, the and, and I actually feel like that scene right there, ending it with him killing himself, you know that he's ended the cycle. She's going to never come back because, you know, her parents didn't have to run away from missiles. Like, she's going to have a completely different future. Like, I feel like that right there could have been a very satisfying ending. Boom. He changed the cycle. He took himself out of the equation. And that's it. That was the end. So for me, it mm-hmm. was necessary and it worked with the way that they had it set up. Yes. I agree with that too, because also they showed, you know, even though they had taken out Sigma, then all of a sudden Eddie comes running in asking the same exact question, the girl or the world. Right. And so it was just showing that no matter what, no matter who they took out, it was still going to come down to will Taysul build the uploader. 
and it doesn't matter who someone was going to force him. So yes, removing himself was really the only solution. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one, the uploader was built by that point either way. I mean, the bad guys not know, might not know it was built, but it was built. Well, it was built, but he had to complete the code. That's why they kept coming after him. Yeah, but he had completed the code to send himself back. So it mm-hmm. was completed. They just didn't know. Uh, didn't he under- say that he completed it just to send the two of them back for the two days? And like, that was the end of the code? Correct. That's what he said. I don't yeah. know. No, he was like, is this is the said? code and it's only yeah. for this time. It will not work again. It's a one-time yeah. trip. All right. And that's kind of a cheesy moment. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's not how it works. But anyway. <laughs> okay. So that happened. And then you have um, the, I call them Sigma 2.0. I really, really, really dislike that they threw that in there. Mm-hmm. It was just like, are you serious? You know, you defeat the bad guy. You want the bad guy to be defeated. And yet we have another idiot bad guy who's willing to do the same thing because he isn't as well off as Tasul. It's like, it's just really annoying. And if I had to see one more person willing to kill everyone off for one other person, I'm just like, oh, I don't know. Because we have like the psychiatrist lady who will kill everyone off for her mom. And, you know, we have the, the her father who will kill everything off for his wife. And now we have Sigma 2.0 who will kill everyone off. So... He's the smartest person. It's just, I was really annoyed with the whole concept and how they had almost all the characters willing to do something super sketchy for one person. I didn't get that. Um, I did like that Taisul killed himself and finally someone chose the world over themselves and, you know, the happiness that wasn't going to really turn out anyway. So I like that he killed himself. I agree with Drama Geek. I think it should have ended there. And I would have probably given the drama like an eight or a nine, but it didn't. And so here we are. (laughs) (laughs) Which brings us to the finale. Is Taisul really dead? And is the world free of Sigma's delusions? Or is the cycle about to start again? (laughs) I think Taisul was dead. And that's... Kind of how I interpreted that dream, although I think it was stupid because I understand the other where she might just be a hallucination and he's back on the airplane again. It could be really either of them with this writer. They don't give you a definite either way. Um, And in my mind, with Sigma being the way he is and with the dad's notebook, he's going to figure out a way that him and the creepy. um, What do you call it? The. Uh, Taisul's partner are going to create the the time travel again and he's going to go back and restart the cycle. I really did get that impression that that's what was going to happen. So oh, I hadn't seen that at all. So for me, my biggest thing is one, after finishing it and reading six or seven different blog explanations of w- the ending explained and looking on Twitter and looking at everybody's explanation of what they feel like happened. And, um, 
discord and everywhere else that, you know, we're kind of seeing people finish it out and have feelings about it is that I, the writer's intent with, cause if they would have just finished it two scenes prior, um, then I feel like that would have been a really nice clean closure, but the, the two extra scenes, what was the writer's intent in including those? Was it to give us a happy romantic ending with the one them on the plane? Um, possibly, but I also think the way they set it up, the way they have everything echoing kind of the beginning scene, it was intended to confuse you to make you, it could be the afterlife or is it him being reset in time and he's delusional and he's seeing her and then he's choosing just like he did with his brother to not take the pills so that he can see her and she's the hallucination versus his brother. Um, I think it was very intentional to try to confuse people and it obviously worked because almost every single uh, explanation of how it ended that I read, that's what people think is, is happening in that scene. Now, is it what's happening? Who knows? I don't know if it really is a, de- a like afterlife headed into the light. He's dead and he's with her, but it, if the time reset, she wouldn't be dead. I wouldn't think because you know, the bombs didn't happen and all that stuff. So she's probably living a happy life somewhere. We hope, but like in, you know, I feel like that scene confused everybody. And then the follow-up scene just kind of nailed that hammer, nail, you know, it into everybody's head of like, is this a reset? Is this going to happen again? Because are we back in time? Are we not back in time? Is this a new timeline? And if it's not a new timeline, then he's got the notebook and he's still just as delusional as he's always been. And he obviously was super uh, smart and able to get lots of stuff done. And he's got most of those memories. So, you know, or maybe he doesn't have most of those memories because that's him pre going back in time. But whatever. He still, I think, has the ability to become the person he ends up being as Sigma in that final scene. And that's they're trying to convey that of like, no matter what happens, he's still evil. <laughs> and obsessed with Tasul, which means he would totally go back in time to screw with him if he could. Exactly. So yeah, I think though, to me, this is my interpretation. I think though he couldn't, because I think that was moving forward, and so it was showing who he would have been, but without being able to go back in time. So he's still obsessive. But he still hates Tasul. We still have the time machine there it just needs some coding and if the guy has time to work on it because he just thing, wanted though. to push it through well okay and so i just rewatched iron man last night and the only person that could make the arc reactor was iron man right tony stark yeah I but feel i don't like they were... think it is that simple i think I there think... was a team and they just hadn't broken through yet i, so I think yeah, you know? I, I disagree. I think Taysul was the key, and with him dead, they couldn't figure out the code, and they couldn't make the time time uh-huh. machine. I still think they did. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's the... I mean, And again, sometimes people do really like an open-for-interpretation kind of ending, um, and then some people don't want it a little bit more clear-cut, and I feel like you can't say that it wasn't open-for-interpretation because you've got so many interpretations of what happened. So, but I do mm-hmm. feel again, if we deleted the last two scenes, I think that drama could have ended on a really clean cut 
no, not happy necessarily, but at least like mm-hmm. that's over with. Very definitely. Right. And did yeah. the other two scenes just reaffirm that final scene? In some interpretations, yes. And so again, in some ways, it could be like, oh, it was just reaffirming that, you know, he can't do that again because he doesn't have the resources and Tesul is happy in the afterlife pretending that he's with Sohei. So, I mean, that could be the interpretation of, of what those final two scenes were meant from the writer. Yeah, that's that's where I was headed because the whole thing with the plane, I it did take me a minute. I think the pills were kind of a red herring to throw us mm-hmm. off and, and of course having Sohei there, but... I, he said earlier to Sohei before the final conflict, he's like, what if we just reset it and like just ran away? And so I think it was kind of his afterlife happy moment because there was a point at the very end of the scene where there was light flooding in from where the stewardesses should be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was sitting there trying to figure out what was going on. And that light to me was just an indication that that was him going into the light. Because if you have a closed airplane, there shouldn't be light coming in that way because otherwise people would be going out of the airplane. Well, and the people so. do disappear. So like it's him and then all of a sudden it pans out and people disappear. So again, it really could be a very like clean cut. This is the afterlife. This is him after he dies. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're trying to portray. But I feel like the writer's intent was to play on the, but is it, is it really the afterlife, you know, kind of thing. I feel like this writer wants to be really smart and it's just annoying. <laughs> like he's pushing it that extra little bit where it's like, oh, look how smart I am. Right. I'm going to make you think. Right. Yeah. It's just like, screw you. <laughs> now I'm giving it a lower rating. So, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I could also see where they were doing it for the PR. And everybody's talking about the ending. Right. But, of course, if they're, everybody's talking about it because it was so hard to interpret. That's not necessarily a good right. thing. So. Yeah. All right. So last thoughts, is there anything we wish that had been handled differently? And would we recommend watching this drama? So for me, there was the one storyline I was interested in, which is the sniper guy who went back and actually saved them at his mom's Mm -hmm. house, where you remember him. And his story basically ended on the bridge. And I just, I wanted a little bit more because he had been so, he'd been there in some very key moments. And then all of a sudden he was just gone. I was like, okay, that's a storyline that just got dropped. He didn't end on the bridge. He was, he went back. To and he didn't kill the guy like he was supposed yeah he went to. back to control oh, bureau right. and didn't kill him and so he yeah. kind of ended that cycle of the guy dying and all of that okay so he did well then I'm happy with it <laughs> <laughs> never mind I'm happy with that part of the story <laughs> see there was so much going on that I just I'd forgotten about that mm-hmm. but honestly. I know we have very passionate reactions to it, but I agree. I wouldn't recommend this unless you like just messy writing. I don't think I would recommend watching this drama unless you really, really want to watch the romance between uh, Park Shin Hye and Jo Jung Woo. Is that right? Jo yeah. Jung Woo. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I thought, again, that was comfortable and I enjoyed seeing her be comfortable in a romantic relationship. So that's the only reason I would recommend it, I think. See, and I'm so frustrated because I thought that there were some really good performances by the cast. Uh, the bad guy, Park Shanghai, um, the main guy, like everyone had really good performances, but the messy plot holes ruined so much. And so I won't say don't watch it. I'm just saying expect to be extremely frustrated by the ending if you do watch it. So, 
Again, I give it a 6.5, so I'm glad I watched it. I'll never watch it again. So. Um, so I... I'm a li- I don't know. Like, I feel like if you already know the ending is going to be one of those, like, eh, it's kind of open for interpretation. I mean, a lot of people thought nine times nine travel was open for interpretation and the ending was really confusing. I felt like I kind of understood it. And so I wasn't upset, but I also watched it after it had aired and wasn't, I wasn't watching it live. Um, so it could be one of those situations <clears throat> that as a binge watch, a lot of things that got confusing might not be as confusing, although I binged it in sections and that made it even more frustrating. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know if it'll be a good binge <laughs> watch, but I mean, I think if you're one of those where you're like, I like time travel and I don't mind that things don't make sense, like whatever, we're just going to excuse the plot holes and I'm okay with that. Then I think that y- you could enjoy watching this drama because I would, I would say that just the scenes of the future and all of that, they did such a good job with that. I really liked that kind of exploration of the, the father and da- uh, daughter relationship and even just seeing, although a lot of that stuff was also like, I'm not sure if you know how all of this works, but um, I still think that I, I think it's worth reading reviews and deciding for yourself if you want to go down that rabbit hole, because it could be worth it for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's my final. <laughs> or if you're a fan of either of these two actors, I do think it's worth watching just for their performances. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I Cause I would say this is one of the better romances for Park Shanghai. So I agree. And, and again, yeah. so, like some people are like, man, she didn't pull off the action stuff, but I felt like overall, especially as the show continued and she felt more comfortable holding guns and stuff. And if you, kind of leave the logic behind of some of the scenes, especially at the beginning, the beginning, they did some scenes where it was just like, it didn't make sense. And if you kind of go into it, knowing that a lot of them getting away happens because it's allowed to happen, then that, and that the ammo is provided to them for the future because they know they need it. Came use. <laughs> that was whatever. Like, where does all of these guns come from? Although I still wonder at sometimes where she's supposedly shooting rubber bullets and other times she's obviously not shooting rubber bullets. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of like she hasn't killed anyone, but except when she does. (laughs) I, but back to, if you would like to see her in this type of role, I think it's worth it. I think she did a really good job. I think the romance was solid enough. I think her kiss was decent enough that this could be a really nice watch for you. If you just watch it for their performances. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks for joining us for this episode. We'd love to hear what your thoughts and feelings, what you thought about the specific episode, sorry, or any thoughts and feelings about anything that you want. You can reach out to us on Twitter, on Facebook, or through a Patreon page. The links will be in our show notes. As always, there is, if there is a specific actor or a theme you would like us to discuss, then let us know. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say. And we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing. 